This is Dai Zenshui X, the podcast, episode 157 for the week of December 28th, 2008. Welcome to Dyes and Chewy X, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Dyes and Chewy X. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in the hopes of enlightening, and a little bit of entertaining. You know the drill by now, that's hey, how hey. it goes. It's been a few years, we're like three years into the show now, Mary. Happy anniversary, yo. Well, actually, that was, was it I October, like to celebrate November? long anniversaries. <laughs> that's fine, we'll celebrate it for another three years to come, that's how it works here. What's up? Hey. Hey, doing a show. I think this is the last show. Of the year. Of 2008. <gasps> and it's a shame we don't have Julian with us, but you know, I, I, he went on some kind of trip. I'm still waiting to hear the details on, but I know he picked up something for us. So it's kind of a low key show. Everyone's all over the place. It's tough to coordinate. Even though we're off for, I think, all things considered, almost two weeks between you and I, schedules are crazy, but it's okay. We got a show. Mary. Always going to be a show. Always going to be a show. Rain, sleet, snow, sinus infection, doesn't matter. We got a show Death. for you. Death. <laughs> hey, how you doing? I'm swell, and you? I am fantastic. Thank you. Okay. That's Mary over here. Me. My name's Mike. Like I said, it's a pretty low-key episode, just the two of us. But we have some fun things. I wasn't planning on doing this for a topic at all, but it just kind of transpired. And I think it's going to be kind of fun and funny taking a time trip back into the past to see some of these things. But before we get to the topic, Mary, I have some stuff I would like to talk oh, about with you. Oh, please share. The problem is it's not done yet. It's very, very close to being done. Oh, is this a certain project? Yeah, it's a project. Been doing some website stuff and talking about paying attention to some older sections, kind of getting things up to date. I know I still need to go through that newbie guide. I think it's years behind some of the things that have been going on recently, but things like that. Been trying to get them up to current standards, but at the same time, I've been plugging away at a couple little new things, and unfortunately, this page isn't ready to go right this second along with this podcast. Well, it could be a New Year's present. Definitely. I'm hoping to do it within the next week. I have a couple last little things to do with it. Some people in the chat room have gotten a sneak peek at it. I got some help with a couple screen caps that I was trying to track down specific episodes. So thanks to all you cool guys and gals in the chat helping me out with this. Uh, it's really fun, Mary. I know you know what it is, but I don't know that you've given it a glance through. No, I'm kind of saving it for when it's done. Okay, fair enough. It's got lots of nice pictures, so good times Hot there. pictures, because words like pictures? are hard. <laughs> I have kept the words to a minimum. All right. Lots of nice pictures. For this particular one, I think pictures tell a better story than the words do, so it works out pretty good. So that's that. That's, that's coming to the website. Very. What's that? That's a little teaser there. Yeah, exactly. Coming very soon on the website. Uh, I think that's really all of my stuff. I know. It, it seems kind of slow. End of the year, not a whole lot going on. So, Mary? Yes. Uh, before we get to the topic, we do have a little bit of news. But speaking of the topic, I do want to give a sneak peek. I mean, if you're downloading it, you're right on the website. You already know what it's about. But let's pretend you just sink your iPod in the morning and go off to work. You don't know what you're going to hear. We have two bags on the floor. They are full of glorious things. How many do you think there are? I'm going to say... 25. You think 25? We'll do a full count after we're done. All right. All right, then. So (laughs) with that little sneak peek out of the way, let's talk about the news. 
We've got news from all over the world here. Mary, there is a sale going on over on Amazon Japan. Yes, it's a pretty sweet sale. I was actually answering a question for someone on the forum. They were looking to track down, you know, what are the options for the first 13 episodes of Dragon Ball? You've got the Australian releases and you got the R2 releases. So I was pulling together some links for the R2 releases and Amazon Japan actually has volumes 1 through 9, which would be episodes 1 through 54, the R2, the individual releases based on the Dragon Box. If you buy these in a pack, 70% off Holy for the shit. nine volumes. It is 10,770 yen. So for a little over a hundred bucks, you get nine R2 volumes. That is a hell of a deal. So if you're looking to track down some of these R2s, I know this will be going on for a little while longer. That's a great way to get your foot in the door there. So definitely check that out. Mary, we've talked about these chapter books in the past. Oh, yes. We have uh, more that have been dug up. Oh, God. More ambiguity. Yes. uh, Also under the Viz Kids label, also being called Chapter Books. This is stuff based off of the upcoming live action movie. Sigh. These are being adapted for Viz by Stacia Dush, like like Dutch kind of thing, and Rody Kohan, Cohen, don't really know. We've talked about them in the past. They're doing those junior novels based on the live action movie. Those junior novels I see being more wordy, kind of like an adaptation, but not quite full novel. These are going to be the Sea Goku Run kind of adaptations. That's what you think. That's what I think. We don't really know. But, yeah, don't uh, be spreading this information. <laughs> So uh, we don't really have any dates or anything like that yet, but we know they're coming. We have uh, cover art for the first three, so you can head on over to our homepage and check that out. Speaking of the live-action movie, Mary, our good old buddy Greg, who you will remember as running the Ultimate DBZ information page. Greg started a year before us, so he's... How would you classify Greg? More old school. More old school than us. He's not really still running his website, but it's up. You can find it. I think it's over subhosted at thegrandline.com, is it? Because he got real heavy into One Piece. It's kind of where people go after Dragon Ball when they move on. where Dragon Ball fans go to die. Exactly. They go to One Piece to die. So Greg is actually over in Japan as well. He uh, recently got married. I think he's married now. I remember he proposed. I'm pretty sure the wedding took place. So regardless, congrats there, Greg. Anyways, Greg went to Jump Festa, and he had a lot of great stories for us. Some of this involved the live-action movie. Some of it involved Masako Nozawa. Those stories are wonderful. We uh, have a full link to our forum post where he left all this information, and I have some key bits up on the homepage. Mary, I know we were talking about this earlier. What do you find the most interesting and or hilarious thing that happened to Greg? Masako Nozawa brushing off Greg. (laughs) I just find so horrible. I feel so bad for him. I know, it's really sad. The story was, and again, you can read it, but we'll give you a a quick rundown, was uh, Masako Nozawa, who played Goku, obviously, as well as a bunch of other characters, was asking the kids in the audience, oh, do you guys know who I played in the series? And obviously, go through Goku, Gohan, Goten, and then I guess one little girl said, Bardock! And she was like, oh, that's so great that you remember this one little role. And so Greg raised his hand, and she called on him, and he said, Talis! And the the way he described it, she just kind of scowled at him and moved on and went on to a different character. So I'm wondering why she even called on him in the first place. Maybe he said the name wrong? I, I don't know. I found that pretty interesting. The next bit that I found the most enthralling to me, the way Greg uh, talked about the, the trailer or whatever it is they played for the live action movie for the Japanese audience there is... 
Let me just read his exact words. It was the first time to see the trailer from many of the fans. Why? Because Japanese people suck at using computers. Piccolo was laughed at. Flat out. So this is them talking the live action movie. The Japanese fans laughed upon seeing Piccolo. I don't know if that's quite the reaction they're hoping for. Mary, thoughts on the Japanese reaction here? Not surprising at all. No, you don't think so? No. We've seen a lot of reports coming in from Japanese blogs. People on our forum are doing a good job of keeping up with how the Japanese are starting to talk about how they feel about it. It does just seem like a, oh, God, what are the Americans doing? This is so stupid. So I'm really looking forward to March, I think it is, when it comes out over there. Seeing what the reaction is, seeing what the sales figures are. Well, not really sales, but I guess the movie attendance figures. So Greg's got a lot of other stuff that uh, he wrote about there between Masako Nozawa and Mayumi Tanaka talking with the audience and live action stuff. Head on over to the homepage of our site and check it out. The last thing here, and this is only tangentially related to Dragon Ball, but I wanted to point it out anyways. Gama Sutra has an interesting interview with Clyde Mandolin, who American fans may or may not recognize as the translator for the original Dragon Ball TV series. Uh, Steve Simmons, who we've had on the show, I think that was episode 100 when we had Steve on, talked all about how he got involved and uh, how things started getting really busy over there, and he looked for someone to help him out with the translations and recommended Clyde. So Clyde did the original Dragon Ball TV series. He goes by Tomato, and uh, online people in the, the ROM, the translation, the fan hacking scene would actually know him as the lead translator, fan, whatever, for Mother 3, which never got a release over here. So Gamasutra did a little rundown with him talking about his work in the professional field, in the fan field. So I think there's some interesting stuff in there that you can kind of get a glimpse into the world of both the fan and professional translation, whatever. And it's Clyde, so that's uh, good stuff there. That's all I got for news. So Mary, would you like to dig into some bags? I would. It's like Christmas all over again. The topic for this week, and again, this is not something I had any idea we were going to be doing. It's a live performance topic. You could actually say that my mom is responsible for the topic on this week's show. So, Mary, we went down to my parents for Christmas, did Christmas there, and we're leaving the next day. And she says, hey, you're going home. Would you like to take some of your crap with you? Because I have boxes and boxes and boxes of fan subs and more fan subs and even more fan subs. But there's actually boxes and bags of old action figures up there or down there, depending where in the world you are. So we decided we're going to bring the action figures home. Also because we're looking at buying a house and having more room to place these things. So we'll make like a nerd room somewhere with all the action figures lined up. So we have the stash now. They are currently stored away in two well one's a decent sized bag, the other's a smaller bag. They're just thrown together. Most of them are in their boxes. These are all Dragon Ball figures that I've collected over the years from you know my early days of being a fan. I have not seen these figures in years really because they've been down at my parents for however long they've been down there. So we're just going to go through the bags and see what's in here and see uh, American figures, Japanese figures, how things have changed, what some of the funny situations with figures were over the years. I know there's one absolutely hilarious one that we'll have to get into. So... Here's the bag over here. We're just going to start digging in and seeing what's in here. I should be taking a picture of this bag, should I not? Well, we'll take pictures of the bags afterwards. A lot of these American ones are the Irwin figures. They're kind of the re-releases of the Super Battle Collection. Oh, we- they were? Yes. Yeah. Okay. We've got a Super Saiyan 3 Goku over here. No surprises there. These are, I 
I can't remember when about Erwin put some of these out. I think these were before they started doing their version of the Super Battle Collection, and I'm dropping them all over the place. Some of these were actually based on European figures. I'm not quite sure what the mold series was. So there's a Vegeta here in his Saiyajin armor. Given to some later American ones, this one's a, a Frieza third form. I really like this one. It's a lot more detailed. He's than, got a Powerball. He's got a Powerball. They started doing that early on. Then they stopped, and then they started including them again. I like this one. On the back, it's showing from this line. There's first form Cell, third form Frieza, Kudadin, Super Saiyan Trunks, and Gohan in his Frieza era. Oh, so I had the early ones. I had a Powerball, Vegeta, and Super Saiyan Goku. Did you from like that that first run that yeah. Bondi? Oh, and I also had a Piccolo that shot a Makan Kosapu. Oh, I remember that one, yeah. So getting back to some Super Battle Collection versions, we've got Vegito here. This is probably one of the earliest uh, instances of them spelling the name, at least for the Funimation market, and that would be V-E-G-I-T-O. Bring in some other ones here. These are the same, I think they're European molds. This is Super Saiyan. That looks lame. Yeah, they're, they're not Cheap. so good looking. Uh, here is the hilarious one. This set off all sorts of fan reactions back in the day. These are, you know, halfway decent figures. But the reason that there was such an outcry over these is because they came with weapons that these characters would never need to use. This is Kudadin with a Dragon Ball and a machine gun. What? Just because he has hair doesn't mean he's totally weak now. He doesn't uh, need a gun. I, I don't know. I like it because it is Krillin with hair, but... Um, right, right. Definitely. Yikes. But the, the guns, they just didn't... Didn't Chibi Trunks have a gun? I, I think so. That's like really messed up. Look on the back. Uh, the back doesn't show what weapons they all came with, but Trunks is part of this series. Six. Series six was Trunks, Super Saiyan 3, Goku, Piccolo, Frieza, and Kudadin, and they all have weapons. So I, I don't quite understand that. This, so they can charge you a couple extra cents for plastic. Oh, definitely. I'm sure it added to the price. This is some really important stuff here. I got these back in 1996, just when Z was starting to air for the first time here in America. Mary, you'll notice that there's no Irwin labeling on here at all. Yeah, it's from Bandai. I had a couple of those too. Exactly. Little do people know, but Bandai was actually putting out stuff over here in North America. America, the packaging has English and French text on it. So back in 96, this is regular Goku from the Super Battle Collection line that Bandai put out over here long before Funimation struck anything up with Irwin. Unfortunately, the back of this one doesn't show him. Maybe I, I think I have four from this line, but the back that shows all the figures and the names and stuff. This is where the temporary name of Mr. Savage came from over in the US. There was no Hercule yet. And Mary, if you look at the bottom, there is a certain evil character. Whose name is spelled properly. Yes, and that would be F-R-E-E-Z-A. That's right. Official Great Funimation Simon, stuff. Goten and Trunks, Cell. Yeah, Tina, 96. Gohan. No one had any idea who the hell these characters were. Well, I knew. Well, yeah, some of us I did. had, like, all... I had a good chunk of those figures, but the Japanese version. This is Vasha Stampede. That's not Dragon Ball. Moving on. Here's another from that same uh, Bandai line. Wow, Super you, Battle you're Collection. lucky that you have a lot from there. You know what we should do is... um. Trying to find a website that shows the value for some of these. I think I've looked over the years, and a lot of people don't even know that this line exists. Like, I had a really hard time tracking down this early Bondi American stuff, because as far as most people knew, Irwin was the one who uh, got the license. Some other American stuff, we were talking about that third form Frieza. This is the first form Cell from the same line. That's uh, Iori, Iori from <laughs> King of Fighters King of Fighters 2001. This is a good looking figure. Yeah. Mary, these figures, was, oh, was this Japanese, or was this 
is that Burger, Burger King? King? I think that's Burger King. Burger King had two lines because they're those little silver ones that weren't colored. I think maybe they had some later ones. This is a Piccolo. I have him standing on a Frieza stand, but I'm sure the Piccolo one is in there somewhere. He's not too interesting looking. He's very thin. He's just got a turban and he looks foolish. He's clenching his fists and he doesn't seem all that intimidating at all. Looks like he's going to start like doing an air hump dance with that pose. So I have another Vegeta from that early Bondi line, the Super Battle Collection. And I think it was, maybe it was Miyamoto. I can't remember. Some quote long ago in an EGM, someone said something like, the Japanese are notorious for buying the same thing over and over again with minor differences between them. And this is an example of that. These are from the original Japanese Super Battle Collection line. Mary, what's the difference between these two Vegetas? His armor is different and one's Super Saiyan. That's right. Really, the only difference is that one has golden hair. So Dragon Ball is wonderful for this kind of thing where you change the hair color and suddenly it's a different different version of the character. One's angrier. Mary, this is a Trunks. Can you tell me about this, Trunks? I'm sure you had this. I do. I have the Bandai, the original Bandai release, like the Super Battle Collection. Okay, so this is, again, a Super Battle Collection one. It looks pretty damn near like it. But this is from when Irwin put it out rather than Bandai years earlier, I think. I'm pretty sure you're right. I think that's the Super Battle Collection. very much like it. Looking me, at the back of them. Well, here, here's the back of the Bondi line that's showing. Is that the yeah, same yeah, trunks? Yeah, it's the same back. Okay. So even though it switched over to Irwin, it's still using the same back index. Mary, and... here we go from that old Bondi line. Oh, you got Frieza, Frieza with the right name. Spelled properly with the two E's. Yeah, the back, whatever ones I got, maybe they did two runs of it where they did some of the later characters as well. The back of mine don't show the Mr. Savage name, unfortunately. I always thought it showed Mr. Savage on like the mini figurines. I think it might have done that as well. Maybe they didn't decide on the H name for a while. Oh, you know what? That piccolo that I was showing you earlier. Here, it looks like I had two of them. Oh, okay. So, so that wasn't a Burger, a Burger King. King one. That was an Irwin one from... I, I'm not entirely sure, but I think these were uh, European molds. If you look on the back here, we have Frieza spelled with the I, but Mary in the middle, there is someone's father with an interesting name spelling. It's... Badak. Yeah, so they weren't quite sure what they were doing with names yet at this point. And uh, Majin Buu is spelled with the two O's. Uh, Funimation would go with the U's later on. It's a very interesting time capsule of discrepancies and... And this is Tapion. Tapion, years upon years upon years before he would ever see. I think that's uh, a earlier. European mold because I've I've seen that uh, in stories in a Spanish box. On the back of this Tapion box, they have uh, down in series four, Mister Boo. So they were going with that uh, name consistency way back then too. Here's some Burger King stuff, Mary. This is. I'm assuming it's Kula, although it may be Frieza, but I think they were promoting it around the time the movie 6 was coming out. Uh, Burger King with their equivalent of Happy Meals, whatever it is there. They're these uncolored, silverish little figures that would go on stands. Maybe it is Frieza, maybe that's what that stand was from. It's kind of hard to tell with this character. But these are neat. I can remember, shit, was it high school when these were coming out? I don't even remember that uh, in my high school, in our senior year, we could leave uh, for lunch. Maybe there were Pokemon toys then. That would be the joke where people would come back and they would have Pokemon toys. I don't know. Maybe Dragon Ball was much later. But here's where we get into the really fun stuff. I'm sure Yamcha is around somewhere. But Mary, we have a commercial for these up on our YouTube profile. Yes. This is Staff... I can't remember if it's Staff Swinging or Staff Slashing. Maybe it's Sword Slashing Yamcha. But anyways, Goku and Fast That's Kicking, kicking Krillin. Krillin. I had that so one. You can hear him kicking in the background here. He's got a button where the Kame symbol is on his back. Or you press that in and he kicks. And Goku has Nyoibo. I remember finding these uh, maybe a year after they first came out. Which is really funny because... 
Krillin, Krillin didn't even show up way back then until they got around to Z, anyways. And yet they made his figure anyway. Yeah, they did. Uh, I found these in a bargain bin, I think, for five bucks. I was really happy to find those. You basically can't buy these anymore. They're impossible to track down. So that was that big box. We're going to move into the second box here. Let me pull it up. I know there's a bag here with all my Earthworm Jim figures. I have every single last one, including the uh, Deep Space. I have to find him. Oh, here he is. What is this? Earthworm Jim in special deep sea mission suit. This is the hardest one to find. I have this one in its original packaging. Ooh. Just putting that out there. You know, maybe awesome. you shouldn't be showing me these because I'm like, treasure trove. It's <laughs> cash. Don't sell my figures. <laughs> Mary, here's another Trunks one. This is actually the time yes, machine. I, I think either you or my parents got me that one year for Christmas. Oh, okay. There's a little Trunks that comes with him. He's maybe, I don't know, an inch tall. Oh, my God. These little Trunks <laughs> that you can put in tiny. your pocket. Actually, on the back, it shows uh, some of the other stuff they did. They did... Spaceship. Namekian ship. And Namekian is spelled without a, a K. It's spelled N-A-M-E-C-C-I-A-N, which is kind of a Daizenshu-ish spelling that you see over in the Japanese products. But they're, And they do... I hate how they did this, where they try to make Trunks possessive. Trunks. But his name is Trunks with an S on it. So they say Trunk, apostrophe S. His name is Trunk, which is wrong. Anyways, there's uh, Bulma. There, there's pods. There's... Vegeta's Saiyan capsule and Frieza's space pod. So then they come in their uh, the capsules that you can press the button on the top. I have all these unopened. Did you open yours? I think so. I don't okay. know where it is now, though. Gotcha. Yeah, how it worked. It looks like I only have a couple last things in here, and these are old Japanese figures. Everyone more or less knows about the Super Battle Collection. It was kind of like the, the flagship series of figures that came out over in Japan. And the ones that I have is Majin Buu here. This is Chibi Buu. You have ones that I don't have, which is nice. Oh, good. I don't have uh, Majin Buu. He oh, is number one. 23. And I also have over here Son Goten. He is number 15. All oh. these in the boxes. I'm very happy about that. And then the last one I have, this is a much bigger one, obviously. And this is Broly. He... Well, Super Saiyan Broly. See, they, they write it as that, except you would pronounce it Saiyan, because it has Super Saiyan underneath it. Anyways, he is number 10, and he is significantly bigger than the other ones, so. Oh, gold hair version. I think this was different. There was, uh, like, yellowish hair that they had for those, but it was a little more rare to find the ones that had their hair colored gold. It's got a sticker on the front, written in English, gold hair version. So there you go. Those are all the figures that we just tracked down. You want to do a count of them that we have sitting here? Yeah, yeah. So I just found 22 things down over here. I know I'm missing a couple. Like, I didn't see the Yamcha that goes with the Goku and Kududin, and I know I have uh, some others somewhere, so maybe these were just the boxes that we happened to find on Christmas break. But this is really interesting, going back and seeing how the figures evolved over the years. We have a couple more recent American ones. I actually don't know which one's out here in, like, our living room. We don't have too many out here. We have a couple sitting up in the bedroom that are later American, some are Japanese. But this is really neat. We'll have to make, like, chronological whenever we... however we set them up. Uh, You know, like, the Super Battle Collection from Japan, then maybe some of the American counterpoints. It'll be fun. What's your favorite figure? Oh, out of all this... Well, I'm inclined to say fast-kicking Krillin. You like him? I do like him, but Don't going mind. by the ones that are just in the boxes, I think... I, you know what? That Cell one's pretty sweet. You know, I really like that first-form Cell one. I think it's uh, very representative of how he looks. Yeah. I like that Tapion one over there just because it's so interesting. But I gotta say, could it in with a machine gun? Oh, is yeah. so much oh, fun. It is. It's so wrong. We'll put up a bunch of pictures of uh, all these figures before I store them away again somewhere. For just a couple months, and then they will see the light of day again pretty soon. That's right. Amongst, you know, the Iori and Leonardo and 
Earthworm Jim down over here. Good times. So remember, that's the end of our, our fun little topic for the week. We'll have to dig through some of your figures in the future. I know. Future. Mine, are, bags mine are unfortunately out of their boxes, but I do have them in like a giant Tupperware box up in our walk-in closet. Okay. Yeah, we'll definitely check those out at some point. And we'll combine them for giant figure collection of awesomeness. Yes. All right. So, Mary, let's close it off and do some releases. It's still December, but there's nothing coming out the last couple days. So we're going to do the entirety of January, because as far as I can tell, there's only two days that things are coming out. Mary, the first thing coming out that we'll have coming our way at some point is January 7th. The Infinite World soundtrack is coming out. That is LACM4555 from King Records. Kenji Yamamoto did all the music, and we've got some Hironobu Kageyama stuff on there as well. It's got the opening and ending themes to Infinite World, probably the quote-unquote tv size versions because the CD single that came out on Christmas is the full length, and that is going for 29.12 over on CD Japan. The only other stuff in January is on the 9th, so it's all early in the month. And that would be DBZ Movies 11 and 12 on the Japanese R2 single releases. They are 2,800 yen each, so about 28 bucks. You know, CD Japan, Amazon Japan, all the regular places. So there you go with that. Let us do some emails. Mary, I will read the first email here. This comes to us from Pina Colada. Oh my god, that's a cute name. <laughs> hey guys, I'm a new listener and actually a new Dragon Ball fan in general. Awesome, very excited about that. I just signed up for the forums as Coconut Namekian, but uh, I don't have too many posts. <laughs> You'll get there in due time, don't worry about that. So anyway, this might seem like a noob-like question to ask, but why does Japan have 291 episodes and here in America we have 276? Did Funimation decide to cut a few? I honestly honestly have no idea. Thanks for answering, if not reading, my question. Oh, and by the way, I would like to let you guys know that I found Mary's website, TOT, when I was 10 years old. Have fun. This is a recurring joke that we have yes. on the show. That 10-year-olds go to my site. Mary's immature content was found literally by the most immature of fans <laughs> in a literal sense in that their bodies were immaturely developed when they found so, her immature material. this person only got into Dragon Ball recently, why did they go to my site when and they, they were 10. 10? That means they're 12. <laughs> I, have, oh. I have no idea. My site was just that awesome that you were just drawn to it. You just attract Regardless people. of fandom. It's like, Mary, wow. you attract all the immature people. I guess the same could be said for me, but yeah. in a different way. <laughs> yes. Mary, let's answer the question. The question is irrelevant these days with the way Funimation has been re-releasing the series, but if you take a look at old box sets and old episode guides and that kind of stuff, it can be very misleading. There are 291 episodes of the Dragon Ball Z TV series going by the original Japanese run. Now, when Funimation started releasing the series over here in 1996... The first two quote-unquote seasons that they developed were 53 episodes. This corresponded to the first 67 or 68, depending on where you cut it, episodes of Dragon Ball Z. That is due to not entire episodes being cut. In some cases, it was close, but pieces of episodes. Hack and slash. Yeah, hacking and slashing episodes all merged. over the place. Right. Episodes are merged together. In a couple of cases, scenes were placed later on. I think one example is Piccolo training with like a pyramid somewhere that was moved away the hell out there. But for example, the episode where Gohan is with the robot, any Gohan robot stuff was cut out from the, the first season when it was brought out over here. The reason why this is irrelevant now is once Funimation got back the home distribution license to those first two seasons from Pioneer, who is now Genion, who is now who, defunct. Who's now defunct. <laughs> it's a long story. Funimation didn't have money to distribute their own stuff back then, so it subcontracted over to Pioneer, but then they got it back, I think, 2003. That's 
that's where the Ultimate Uncut Edition came from, and that was Funimation going back and redubbing the first two seasons, primarily to put their own new voice cast in there for their quote-unquote consistency. And also to bring back all those episodes in full exactly. rather than the hack jobs. Right. The, the point of the Ultimate Uncut was their own dub put out the uncut episodes 1 through 68, which would then match up with where they took up on their own at season 3. But then they canceled that Ultimate Uncut, even though it aired in its entirety on Cartoon Network. And now we're up to these new box sets. Basically, the number 276 is completely irrelevant to American fandom now, and it's a great thing. 1 through 291 is everything that's out there. They're all numbered correctly. So, good times, finally, for American audiences, depending on how you feel Unless about you the actual Unless you have the single releases. DVD releases, which have all the wrong numbers on them. Except for a couple where they mistakenly put the original Japanese numbers on the back. I think there's a couple cell discs where the numbers are out of whack because they're the Japanese numbers. That was fun times back then. So there you go. That, I hope, answers that question. Mary, I'm going to make some lyrics, not lyrics, but <laughs> words to emails bigger on the other computer over there, and perhaps you could read us an email? Okay. All right. This email comes to us from Devin. Hey, Mike, Mary, Julian, and whoever else might be there. This email is in response to a mention of similarities between Dragon Ball music and music of recognized artists in a previous episode. I'm actually not sure if this one was mentioned in that episode, but if it was, I do apologize. Anyway, while driving today, I was listening to the local oldie station when Earth, Wind, and Fire's Boogie Wonderland came on. I thought nothing of it at the time until I suddenly found myself singing the lyrics to Ikusa, the ending song from DBZ Movie 2, along with the Earth, Wind, and Fire song. Submitted for your listening and viewing pleasure is a YouTube video of Boogie Wonderland <laughs> performed, performed by them on stage. I'll also include another YouTube video of the ending theme for your comparison. Just similarity between the two is stunningly uncanny. Just thought I'd bring yet another imitation to your attention. All right. Thank you, Devin. So we'll play a couple of little uh, snippets here from each song and see if you're insane or if there's actually something there. those similarities there. Mary, I gotta say, this really resonated with a lot of people. We've gotten so many comments. I think even the next episode after that, we had a bunch of examples, and they keep coming in. We have one more here. Randy sent us an audio email with a couple little bits as well, so let's check in with Randy. Yo, Mary, Julian, and Mike. First of all, something for Julian. I started reading One Piece because of you, and you know what? I absolutely effing love it. Now for my real email. I recently watched movie four and sat through to hear the ending theme. Ya no koto ni wa genkidama, and heard another song homage that you didn't bring up in your past podcasts. Here's a piece of the song it's referencing. And that's, of course, Smoke on the Water by Deep Purple. 
And here's a snippet from Ya no Koto ni wa Genkidama. Just another homage to Chalk Up to DBZ. Keep going, guys. Great job. You know, I was always aware of this one, but I never yeah. verbalized it. It's like I never really... It clicked in, like, the back subconscious right, of right. my head. You know but it wasn't, there. It wasn't, like, at the forefront like some of the other imitations were. So, yay, I'm glad he brought this to our attention. Definitely. Lots of classic rock stuff going on with the Dragon Ball themes, which I guess makes sense because Dragon Ball started in the 80s and it was closer to the classic rock back then. But, Randy, thank you for your email. Guys and gals, we take the text emails, we take the audio emails, anything you would like to send us. Mary, people want to send us questions, comments, concerns, etc. They go to podcast at dizex.com. That's spelled P-O-D-C-A-S-T at D-A-I-Z-E-X.com. Thank you very much. So that's it for 2008. You'll notice that we didn't get around to our 2008 recap. That's because the next episode, and damn it, Julian's going to be on the next episode. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that everyone's here together with us. We are going to do a recap of all the news stories from 08. And we will all do of them? All, well, you know, not the little minuscule things, but the, uh, the important stuff. And then we will check in with our predictions that we made in 2007 for 2008. We'll see how well we did. And then the 2009 predictions. Oh, man, this will be fun. I love predictions. Always fun time. So look for that next week. And then the week after that, we'll uh, keep it going with weaning ourselves back towards beginning of the month with the manga review of awesomeness. And if I'm correct, that will be volume 23 of the manga, which is DBZ volume 7. I think that's what we're up to. So Jeff will join us for that as the resident Dragon Ball noob. Mary, fantastic doing a show with oh, you. Oh, yes. I enjoyed always. this bag of goodies. A pleasure. I'm going to open up all of them. Uh, please don't. I'm going to sell all of them. <laughs> I'm kicking you out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kicking you out to the grocery store where no! where I will accompany you and we'll figure out what the hell we're doing for dinner tonight. Mary, in the meantime... I'm going to starve. Well, fine, you can starve. I'm going to play Final <laughs> Fantasy VI. Okay. I'll need chocolate from Christmas. <laughs> okay. Mary? Yes? You want to plug your site for immature sure, 10-year-olds? Su- <laughs> if you're 10, you might like my site. If you're younger than 10, <laughs> you might really like my site. If you're older than 10, forget about it. You're wasting your time. Uh, Temple of Trunks. Templeoftrunks.com. That's spelled uh, T-E-M-P-L-E-O-T-R-U-N-K-S dot com. And it's there on the interwebs. And once you get to the age of 10, that's when you can graduate to Daisenshu EX. I don't know. Daisenshu EX has big words. <laughs> Occasionally. I don't know. We attract some very strange like, people. It, it has some strict masters running the site. No, we're not so bad. We're cuddly people. We enjoy kitties. and He meant people kitties. <laughs> he didn't mean animals. <laughs> oh, Mary, one thing we totally forgot to plug. Put a files. What? <laughs> oh. Maybe they are. I'm really hoping not, but that's Team Four Star. Oh, yeah. Well, I hope they're not pedophiles. <laughs> no, they're wonderful guys and gals over there. Mostly yes. guys. Team Four Star put up episode seven of DBZ Abridged, which uh, we were lucky enough to get a sneak peek at from Kaiser before it went up, and I laughed my ass off. And I continued to laugh my ass off throughout the entirety of episode seven, as well as... Be a man. Absolutely innovative things they're doing over there where it's a music video in character. It's I don't know how to describe it. Musical parody thing. Oh, wonderful things. They are so talented and I hate them for it, but I love them at the same we time. We get entertainment. I love them for that, it. That's right. I'm very happy to be buddy-buddy with them over there getting sneak peeks. Oh, I love everything they do. I'm very biased so far, but I won't hesitate to turn on them and kill them with the, the drop of a hat. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> if they no longer entertain me. I shall blow up their planet and keep one of them for a slave. No. 
And then shoot them through I'll the chest. I'll save them. Like I will defend them. All right. I'll fight you, Mike. What the hell are we talking about? I don't know. We're getting weird. All right. Let's go to the grocery store. Mary, dumble the trunks. Okay. All right. Bye. Julian and myself, www.dizex.com. Make sure you don't go to Dissex, okay? I don't know what that is anymore, but it used to be something at some point in time. So that's us. Uh, check out Low Fidelity. Jeff will talk about it next time he's on. Episode 12 is out. We'll do some VG combos in the near future. Uh, that's it. So from Mary over there, for Julian off in Japan, and myself, Mike, Vegito EX, Daizenchu EX Podcast, Gonjumokite Kudasate, Arigato Gozaimasu, Jikaimo, Otanishimi.